Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Welcome to Accelerate, the official podcast of the Ignite Prophetic Network. I hope this audio equips and inspires you to move deeper into the prophetic with greater accuracy and greater passion. Hey there, guys. Jennifer LeClaire here, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer in South Florida, founder of the Ignite Apostolic Prophetic Network. I want to dive right in today. I'm going to be holding a special event tomorrow night in South Florida. If you're watching this later, well, you can catch the replay. But in this season, I find that people are growing weary in praying for their prodigals, whether that is prodigal children, uh, prodigal siblings, prodigal spouses, uh, uh, prodigal co-workers. Those are the ones who have either known the Lord and have somehow lost their way, or those who still don't know the Lord. And and they've not yet come to experience his love, we can pray for them in much the same way as we would someone who has backslidden or turned away and gone off into loose living. Uh, so I want to remind you, we are having this event in South Florida. You can watch it online at ahop.tv. We're going to get into some things, but I first want to give you the definition of prodigal. Now, this was fascinating to me. I had always assumed uh, that and you know what they say about that's not a good thing to do. I had always assumed that a prodigal was one who had left, but that's not the case. That's not what it means. And so when you hear the definition, we you know we might have to as a body of Christ start flipping the script here because listen, prodigal has a few definitions. We're going to talk about how to how to stop how to to stop growing so weary and praying for those who are lost, are backslidden, you're not seeing any difference in their behavior, you're praying without ceasing, you're fasting, you're pressing in, you're doing warfare, and for whatever reason, they're still out there, they're still away from Christ, or they're still free Christians. I want to get into that, but I found it important to first give you the definition of prodigal, and then to read your scripture, then we're going to get into it here. A definition of prodigal, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, is characterized by a profuse or wasteful expenditure. So by that definition, anybody could be a prodigal. It means lavish. It means recklessly spending. It means yielding abundantly. Uh, and, and this is not a good thing. Now, but so here's the second definition. This is really telling. Listen, guys, this is why you need to get a dictionary or go to m-w.com. Now, 
prodigal is also one who spins or give lavishly or foolishly. But listen, here's the clencher. Listen, one who has returned after an absence. This means they've already returned. And so we say the prodigal as if the prodigal is out there, but a prodigal is actually one that has already returned. So it's actually good if you have a prodigal son from that perspective or a prodigal daughter, because even if they are spending lavishly, they have come back home. That's a good thing. So you almost say, well, gosh, I'd rather my son or my daughter be a prodigal than lost or backslidden. Yeah, because that means they have returned after an absence. They have come back to the Lord. And that's why the Bible calls it the prodigal son. But we have somehow turned that into prodigal, meaning have gone away from what it really means having come back to the Lord. Now, let me read you the scripture. It's a passage here. And then I'm going to get into the ways we can combat weariness in praying for our lost loved ones, those who are backslidden as well. And this is going to be tomorrow night on ahop.tv. I'm going to go deep on it. We're going to pray. So if that interests you, get on board. Now, Luke 15, we read some parables, the parables of Christ, which I studied in Bible school, the parables of Christ, and really in depth. But listen to this. Now the tax collectors, this is verse 1, Luke 15, verse 1. Now the, now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. These weren't even, you know, but the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Hmm. Then Jesus told them this parable, verse four. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, not if, but when, that's really encouraging to me. Listen, those of you who have children that have gone astray, sisters, brothers, family members that have gone astray, listen, if they were raised up in the way they should go, they will not depart from it when they get old. They may depart from it for a season. They may depart from the faith for a season. They may run from God for a season. They may run from their gifts and their callings for a season. But it's not a matter of if Jesus finds that lost sheep. Listen, it's a matter of when he finds it. And we want them to be found sooner than later. We want our children who have gone away from the Lord, our parents who don't know the Lord, we want them to be found sooner than later, right? And that's where the weariness comes in because God has a Kairos moment for everything. You're like, well, why wouldn't God want them back with him now? He does want them back with him now, but he knows the opportune time or the Kairos moment to spend that favor, to reach out and speak to their heart, to send someone in their path to speak a word of life. He knows when they're ripe and ready to hear the word of the Lord that brings them back home, that makes them a prodigal. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Hmm. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be, listen, this is what all ties to salvation. It all ties to returning of the backslider. He says, listen, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So this is the context of salvation. Now listen, or the backslider. Now listen, the parable of the lost coin. This comes right after that. Verse 8, or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, not if, when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there's rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now we get to the parable of the lost son. Notice how the Bible, this translation, the, the uh, NIV is not calling it the prodigal, 
with the lost son. So you have the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son. How many of you know that as much as God loves everything he creates, he did create the sheep. How many of you know that the sheep is less valuable to him than the son? The coin, less valuable than the son. There are things we can lose that have lesser value than people. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, sowed his son as a seed in the ground to reap a harvest of many sons. But some of them lose their way. Some of the sons, some of the daughters lose their way along the way because of hurts, wounds, tragedies, traumas. Verse 11, we're in Luke 15. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, give me my share of the estate. So we divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth with wild living. Now that's where we get the prodigal part. After he spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. Now this was especially offensive in this culture, Jewish culture. But no one gave him anything. Verse 7, when he came to his senses, see that was the Kairos moment. That was the point at which the lost son started becoming a prodigal. He had it on his mind, I will return. This is the point that he was so desperate, hit rock bottom, was in a corner, up against a wall, whatever uh, analogy you want to use. When he came to his senses, I decree there is a moment in time that your prodigal, your lost one, your backslidden one is going to come to their senses. Listen, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I'm a drama king. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. That's true repentance. Listen, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, somebody say a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son and he threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. Now notice this. The father, listen, the father never gave up on the lost son. He was watching. He was waiting and he was rewarded. The father never got, well, we don't even know if he got weary. He probably felt times where there was hopelessness attacking his mind, doubt attacking his mind, fear attacking his mind, but he didn't give up. And I want to say to you today, don't give up on your prodigal. I know that when we're praying for anything for a very long time, it can seem as if it's never going to happen, as if God is not listening, but he is, because it is his will for the lost son, the lost daughter, the lost mother, the lost one to come home. It is his will for the lost souls to come into the kingdom. He gave his only begotten son so that whoever believed in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen, father was watching for him. The father ran to him. The father threw his arms around him and kissed him. And the son said to the father, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and now he's alive again. He was lost and now he is found. So they began 
to celebrate. Listen, I prophesy to you right now, there is coming a moment of celebration. There is coming a time when you look out into the distance in the spirit and begin to see your lost one turning into a prodigal, coming home. I'm telling you, do not grow weary. Would you please not grow weary? Keep on praying. Just keep on praying. You've got to pray for yourself in the midst of the battle. I'm going to give you three ways to do that. I'm going to be teaching on this in depth. I'm going to share tomorrow night how to pray in the prodigals, strategies, and then how to pray for you more deeply. And then I'm going to pray for you, and we're going to pray for our prodigals. We're going to do that tomorrow night. If you cannot make it to South Florida, come watch online, ahop.tv. Here's one way. You're praying for yourself in the midst of the battle. Pray the Lord gives you wisdom in dealing with the prodigal in terms of your words and actions. Listen, if 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 your prodigal, if your lost one calls you, don't give them a hard time. Don't argue with them about their lifestyle. Don't give them a uh, grief about who their friends are. Don't just, just be glad they called. Because maybe if you wouldn't berate them every time they called, maybe they would open up more. Maybe they'd be more receptive. Maybe they would ask you your opinion. So if you don't want to grow weary, stop doing things that make your prodigal weary. And when you harass them and, and, and haggle with them and, and threaten them and cajole them, listen, you're not going to win them that way. So if you want to, to grow less weary, stop wearying them. Because the blow-up that happens, the, the, the silent treatment that you get after you do that, it's not worry. It's not, it's, not, it's not worth it. And it wears you out. Number two, ask God to heal you of any feelings of guilt, condemnation, or shame that you may carry. The blame you take on for the condition of that lost loved one or that one that has gone away from God. Because many times, especially as parents, you know, and you hear this, well, raise up a child in the way they should go, and when they're older, I won't depart from it. You wonder if you raised them right. You wonder, did I do a good enough job? You wonder, was I there for them? Did I do something to cause this? And so guilt will begin to invade your heart. But you cannot pray effective prayers from a place of guilt. If you're going to pray for the prodigal and not grow weary, you have to pray from the place of violent faith. The enemy has snatched up your loved one. And you have to go in and take them back by force with prayer. You can't do it physically. You go in and you remove. These are all the strategies I'm going to share with you tomorrow night. But you ask the Lord to remove the blinders. There's many other ways to pray. Ask God to, to the guilt, then the condemnation. Because maybe your friends all have super Christian kids or super Christian husbands or super Christian wives or whatever. Whoever the lost loved ones are and, and you feel condemned or you feel ashamed. And you can't pray successfully from a place of guilt and shame. You must pray from a place of faith and confidence in God, knowing that he hears you. And if he hears you, that he'll answer you. and You'll have what you ask. Don't grow weary. I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. I'm going to give you one more. Pray that God will change you in any area you need to change so that you can demonstrate Christ to them as a living epistle. Listen, it's not your fault if they ran away. I mean, it could be if you're really, if you're an abuser, if you're beating them. Yeah, maybe it is your fault. But most of the time, it's not your fault if your family members have disconnected from you, if they if they left God. Usually it's not your fault. But but that doesn't mean that there aren't things in your heart and your life that need to change before they come back into relationship with you, the kind of relationship that you want, the kind of intimate relationship that you want, whether that's your sister, your mother, your whoever. All right. There are certain things that maybe we do need to work on. That doesn't give them an excuse for leaving the Lord. Nothing gives them an excuse for leaving the Lord. But I'm telling you that sometimes we need to be prepared. You know, I imagine that the father of the prodigal son really did some soul searching. He probably asked himself, 
why did my son leave? Why would he take all this and leave me? Why would he do that? And, you know, he allowed him to do it. So there's some times where you just have to allow your, your kids or your, your family or whoever it is you love that's, that's gone wayward. You just have to give them that space. Sometimes, unfortunately, they have to find their own faith and they have to, to come to the knowledge of the truth on their own. And sometimes, unfortunately, that means they have to hit hard times. Listen, I got saved in jail. I was falsely accused of a crime I didn't commit. Nevertheless, I was there 40 days. That's where I found the Lord. My praying grandmother was awfully glad about it. Amen. And she didn't grow weary in well-doing. I don't want you to grow weary in well-doing. And I want to pray for you in just a moment. I do want to invite you. Listen, if you can't come to the Awakening House of Prayer in South Florida, please, please, please watch online, ahop.tv. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. You can watch it as many times as you want. When you get weary, listen to it again. Pray along with the prayers I pray. So we praying a lot of them. Pray along with the prayers I pray tomorrow night. Get in on this. Amen. As well, I'm going to Israel. If you want to come with me, tinyurl.com slash Israel with Jennifer. I don't have time to get into that. I want to give you a free book. You can go to my website and actually, no, go to tinyurl. It's my, it's my book, Releasing the Angels of Abundant Harvest. Go ahead and go pick up your free copy while supplies last, tinyurl.com slash angelbookfree tinyurl.com slash angel book free. Go pick up those before they're all gone. You can just order one. Amen. It's set up that way. Now, if somebody will order the hundred, I'm like, my goodness, you have a generous heart, but we're only sending one per person. Now I'm going to pray for you. I want to remind you of what, what else, what else, what else? Those are the main things. Listen, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that all those listening to the sound of my voice will be encouraged. God, help us, Lord, not to grow weary in well-doing. Help us, Lord, to check our heart and guard our heart. Help us, Lord, to do what you want us to do when you want us to do it, to speak, to cry out to them, to reach out when you want us to reach out and to leave them alone when you want us to leave them alone. Put words in our mouth that when our prodigal calls, we would say the right thing instead of saying the wrong thing. Help us, Lord, not to grow weary in this assignment. It's important to you. You went looking for the one sheep and left the 99. Help us, Lord, to bring concentrated prayer to this process for your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. God is good. I'm Jennifer LeClaire, Awakening House of Prayer, ahop.tv. I'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want more information on Ignite, including the Company of Seers, the Lighthouses, the Company of Scribes, and everything we have to offer, visit ignitenow.org. That's ignitenow.org. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.